Hello, everyone, and welcome to Friend Diagram. This is the podcast where two friends catch up and find common ground between their favorite media. I'm Remy. I'm Kat. And today we will be discussing our top five unsettling scenes. Warning, spoilers ahead. Hi, Remy. Hey, Kat. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. We're recording on Sunday instead of our normal Friday recording time. Yeah, it's been eh, it's been an okay Sunday so far. Just lots of errands and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but we did get to see each other yesterday when yeah. we finally had our first proper movie date in the city. And you took the train in and we saw Killers of the Flower Moon and we Which had tacos amazing. after. Yeah. yeah. And it was a whole day. We finally lived our dream. I had such a good time, and I finally got to see the AMC, which was really mm-hmm. cool. It was everything I, I could have you hoped. Think? <laughs> I was impressed. I really liked it. One of these days, we'll have to get ourselves like early press special passes to go see movies. I know. I would love if that happened one day. That would be so fun. That's when we know we've really arrived, <laughs> when we get early press screenings. Yes. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you know how to get that... Let us know. (laughs) Yeah, let us know. But yeah, we had a good Sunday so far. I took a nice little morning walk this morning, and I saw a bunch of cormorants at the park by us. Yeah, they were like sunning themselves. Like I told you, they like stick their wings out. And it was a pretty chilly morning, so I bet they were pretty cold. But uh, yeah, there was like five or six at the park by us, so it was really cool. Oh, that's really interesting. I'm trying to think if I saw any interesting wildlife here today, but nothing springs to mind. Hmm. I hope you get to see that turtle on a leash again someday. Me too. Where's he been at? I don't know. <laughs> I think he lives on the east side. <laughs> ah, bummer. Yeah. I'm really excited for this episode today. You brought up this idea, gosh, like a month ago, and I've been like racking my brain trying <laughs> to think of what I wanted to include for this list. But do you want to kind of describe the prompt a little bit? Sure. So we are going to be doing another top five episode today. And for spooky season, we thought it would be really fun if we talked about our top five most unsettling scenes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might remember we re-released our Halloween top five from last year um, as a re-release episode a couple weeks ago. And it was underappreciated, scary media. And this year we thought it would be really fun to mix things up and just focus on scenes that really unsettled us, stuck with us, were creepy and lasting, Mm -hmm. and just really stick in the mind based on the terrible feeling you get from watching them. So that's generally what I meant by unsettling. So it might not be, you know, the most violent or cinematic or original scene, Mm -hmm. but I'm looking for something that gives you that undelible feeling of just unescapable, unsettled horror. And so that's what I went for with my list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I like that description. But yeah, 
I'm really happy with my list, so. (laughs) I know, and I also did the thing that I often do with top fives, which is that I sampled from different eras of my life and Mm. kind of drew some early examples of things I remember feeling very unsettled by, even when I was a very young person. So I like that. That's really cool. also be, yeah, the unsettling (laughs) memory palace of my mind. (laughs) Yeah, I would say a lot of these are more recent for mine, definitely within the last like five years or so Mm -hmm. exposures. But I think that's a really cool idea. Maybe if I can think of some while we're talking, I'll add them Mm -hmm. as HMs at the end. Perfect. Yeah, I have a few honorable mentions Mm -hmm. at the ready. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. Well, do you want to go first and kick us off? Yeah, sure. I can go first. And... I know before we start every top five (laughs) episode, I'm always wondering if we're going to have overlap. Mm -hmm. I think for the first time we had an overlap earlier this year, but generally Mm -hmm. we don't have overlaps in our top fives because we don't share our lists with each other beforehand. Yeah, no table talk. (laughs) No table talk. And like you mentioned, I brought up doing this top five about a month ago. And mm-hmm. I wrote down my list immediately <laughs> and had it all settled. And then in the meantime, you mentioned this media a couple of times since then as Ooh. something you were revisiting. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, no, I hope. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, it might be on my HMs, though. It might be a different scene as well, which is the beauty of picking That's a scene true. rather than an entire piece. So. That's a long way of saying my number five most unsettling scene is basically the opening sequence of Stephen King's The Stand. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the sequence where Charlie Campion unleashes the super flu from the test mm-hmm. facility where in which it was developed. And you see him trying to outrun the spread of the super flu and in doing so dooming the entire world. And it's an incredible way to open a book. It's one of the best, just like firing gun chapters to Mm -hmm. a novel that I can remember. And it's very gripping. I read the stand for the first time when I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. So a very long time before we actually experienced for that. A pandemic, yeah. But I obviously had no historical experiences that it related to. And then Mm -hmm. I revisited it after the COVID-19 pandemic and found it equally unsettling, if not more unsettling. And so I think that's an enduring scene where you're watching one person act in natural self-interest but having horrible consequences based on their actions. And you know it by the small amount of details you already have that this guy is absolutely doing the worst thing possible. Yeah. It's interesting that you revisited it right after the COVID-19 pandemic, because I had read it for the first time just beforehand. I read it in 2019 And like having that fresh on my mind when all of the COVID stuff started happening was really jarring and scary um, because I was like, I don't know, like this just feels like this world. And I was like primed 
Yeah, that's really creepy timing. Mm -hmm. But this chapter, a lot of it is cutting between different things. But what really stuck in my memory was the character Charlie Campion, like waking up his wife and making her and their family get in the car and setting out Mm -hmm. into the night to try to outrun the super flu. Even though we have information about how quickly the onset is in the facility where it's spread from. So you already have a sense of very immediate doom because Mm -hmm. you see the effects of what can happen when you are very close to the origin point of this super flu. And so there's a great sense of urgency and dread that you feel in that opening sequence. And so I think that's why I love the stand overall as a whole, but Mm -hmm. I think that opening scene is an all-timer in terms of setting you on edge from the very start. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. And you're right, I have been talking about the stand a lot recently. (laughs) Um, It did make my honorable mentions. So while we're just on the topic, I'll bring up the scene that I really like. So in the stand, there is a character named Larry Underwood, and he Mm -hmm. is like a rising rock star type guy when the super flu hits and he needs to get out of New York City. And so I've been thinking a lot about the scene where he travels through the Lincoln Tunnel all by himself Mm -hmm. and he like doesn't bring a flashlight. He's like so unprepared (laughs) to go through the Lincoln Tunnel. So he's got like a one of those like lighters um, Mm -hmm. that will just like keep burning. And so he's just going through the tunnel by lighter light and he steps on a dead body and like drops the lighter and then he has no light but you know that it's just like riddled with these dead bodies because not only did people try to escape and then died because they were too sick but also Mm -hmm. when people were trying to leave new york the quarantine procedures had like mandated the military just gun people down in the tunnel on as they were trying to escape. And so it's just this really ominous scene where he is traveling through the tunnel. And I don't know, for some reason, that scene has just always stuck with me. Yeah, absolutely. That's another very memorable scene for sure. Yeah. Uh, the tunnel scene. Yeah, I would panic. I would not have <laughs> enjoyed that. But that's just an honorable mention. So my number five slot is actually taken up by a piece of content that is not horror in nature, but I watched recently and it had a scene that really stuck out to me. So this scene is from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Mm. it is the scene where Cliff Booth goes to Spawn Ranch. And there's that whole like drawn out sequence where he's like, I really want to go check on my friend. I know he like used to own this place and they're all like, Oh, he's napping. Yeah. And so it's just like this really long protracted scene. That's very tense. And you don't know what the deal is with all of these like Manson people. Mm -hmm. I didn't. (laughs) And, uh, they're just like acting very suspicious. They're acting really weird and cagey. And 
then there's like a very slow scene once he actually gets into the house where he's walking up to George's room and you Mm -hmm. can hear like flies buzzing in the background. Mm -hmm. And it's very like horror coded for you to be thinking that this guy is dead. And then you like get into the room and he's just like laying there really still. And you're like, Oh my God, he is dead. We're going to die. These people are going to kill us. And then he like wakes up and rolls over and, they have a conversation but that scene is like a solid five minutes of just like tense emotion i was Mm -hmm. like losing it i was like no 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 why would you do this yeah Um, i was there when you were watching this scene for the first time (laughs) and the whole time you're like cliff no cliff why are you doing this cliff you can just leave why would you keep pressing the issue just go I was like, call the police, do a wellness check. Like, there are so many other options. Yeah. Oh, man. But, I mean, Cliff Booth, he's a confident man. He is. He is. He is a confident man. And he gets out all right. And it it was a great scene. Like, just the building tension was done so well. And it's definitely one of my favorite Quentin Tarantino scenes of all time as well. So... Yeah, I think Spawn Ranch is probably my favorite part of that movie, mm-hmm. I want to say. Yeah, it's a really, really good scene. So, Oh, good call. Yeah. That's a fun one. All right, so my number four spot, this speaks to one of my earlier memories of being deeply unsettled by something. It is the very end of The Blair Witch Project the 1999 found footage film that basically launched the found footage popular wave during that period. Have you ever seen Blair Witch Project? Oh, for sure. One of my (laughs) favorites. That's great. Um, And this one sticks in my mind as really unsettling because it has a couple of features that I think make a really good formula for an unsettling scene, which is that to me, it was one part familiar and an equal part irascible. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is wherever they filmed the Blair Witch Project looked remarkably familiar to the woods around my house growing up that I spent a lot of time in. So Mm -hmm. the setting of the movie was very familiar. You know, the basic premise is this group of young people go out into the woods to film like a student documentary about this urban legend, the Blair Witch, and they wander around the woods and get lost and are tormented by some type of character in the woods. (laughs) And everything they were around the whole time felt very familiar to me. Like I could walk outside my door and have that type of experience if Mm -hmm. it were possible. So that's what I mean by it felt very familiar. But that final scene is so disorienting because, I mean, the film is a bit disorienting in general because it's found footage and it's choppy and not a smooth narrative on purpose. But in that final scene, you kind of stumble into a room and you see that guy just facing the wall and you don't know exactly what's going on and you're kind of confused, but you know something is deeply not well. And 
very uncool. And so it's that mix of uncertainty about what's happening, but being able to very vividly imagine it happening to you because the setting is so familiar. And so that's why the very end of the Blair Witch was something that always stuck with me as unsettling and confusing and upsetting. Did you watch it near when it came out? That's a great question. I don't think so. I would have been too young for sure. Gotcha. To see it in the theater, definitely. Mm -hmm. So I'm certain I saw it later on when it was showing on television. Probably a few years later, I would guess. Yeah. My mom told me about her first experience watching Blair Witch And it was right after it, like, came out to VHS. And it it was also before it was, like, definitively a hoax, right? Like, they tried to market it as, like, these people were real and they actually went missing. And Mm -hmm. my mom wouldn't leave her house, like, alone after dark after that for a couple of days. I was like, yeah, that's that's on par with who I am (laughs) as a person, too. (laughs) Um. But yeah, that was one of the first true horror movies that I watched, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that that was one that my mom was like, okay, she can handle this. And I think I watched it when I was like in my mid-teens, like 14 Mm -hmm. or 15 with her. And I will always have like a great love for that movie because it is just, I mean, like you said, one of the first of its kind. Oh, yeah. And it ignited a love of found footage horror for me. (laughs) (laughs) So my number four pick is the exorcist angiogram scene. So this is one of the earlier scenes in the film after Reagan starts showing some like weird behavior and signs of um, potentially possession, but just like the mom is not sure what to do. And so there's all of these medical tests that need to be done to rule out medical conditions. And there they do an angiogram, which is a medical procedure in which you can image the like arteries and blood vessels in the brain. Um, And not really sh- exactly sure why that was a needed procedure, but it is a very unsettling procedure to watch. And they did a very good job showing that procedure. And as far as I know, that's a pretty medically accurate depiction. And that is also one of the scenes where people have been reported to like faint in the theater while watching mm. that scene because there is. Um, this depiction of like blood pumping out of her, uh, I think her like jugular while they're getting the procedure ready. And it was like so accurate that it like really freaked people out. But for me, one of the most unsettling parts of it is watching Ellen Burstyn's face and her facial expressions while she watches her daughter go through this procedure. Um, I find mm-hmm. them very upsetting because that scene is just like, so like gut clenching and you just really feel for this, like very scared child who is going through some very scary procedures and you feel for the mother who just like wants to protect her child, but is also watching her go through all of these 
horrible medical tests. So, hmm. um, yeah, it definitely sticks with you. <laughs> yeah, I know you brought this up in that episode where you covered The Exorcist mm-hmm. as your thing, and I probably said this back then, but I don't remember, and it's possible I didn't, mm-hmm. but that's the scene with the convicted murderer plays the radiographer, right? In the movie, <laughs> they I, accidentally hired a guy that I've was never heard that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm going to send you a Wikipedia article right now. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That's insane. I know. It's one of those urban legends about the exorcist, which has many urban legends that are actually just unsettling truths. Yeah, Paul Bateson uh, was convicted of murder after he played the radiographer during the cerebral angiography. Uh-huh. And they also suspected he was a serial killer of other unsolved murders in New York City. Wow. But um, I don't think that was, he was ever convicted of those. Well, that's <laughs> insane. I know, Thank right? Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. No, I don't think you said that in our original episode. Ah. Uh, I must have not been certain if it was, like, the right technician or something, because I knew yeah. the legend, but I was like, I don't know if he was in that scene or a different scene, but I oh, believe it's man. that guy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh, weird. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, that scene's really good. That that adds to the unsettling nature of it, for sure. Right. Um. <laughs> okay, so similar to that. My number three is a scene that comes from a film where you could just pick any scene in the entire film and be like, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. (laughs) And Uh it is the 2018 film Hereditary, directed by Ari Aster. Uh And I know I've declared this to you before. I can't remember if I've declared it on the pod or not, but I hope to never watch that film again in my whole (laughs) life. It was... It was an excellent film, but it was just deeply upsetting, and I hated every moment of experiencing it. <laughs> Mostly oh, just because of the profound familial tension and mm-hmm. just the horrible guilt that people were feeling and hated all of that. So I found it unsettling overall, but I would have to say if I had to pick one scene that was the most unsettling, I would go with the attic scene near the end where Tony Collette is like basically sawing her own head off with a piano wire. And she's also like up in the air and all of that and just behaving horrendously and maniacally and terrifyingly. And I found that deeply unsettling as a whole. On top of, like, everything being upsetting, that visual I found unsettling. Yeah, I absolutely agree. (laughs) (laughs) Except I have a totally different take where I love that. I love that movie, and I like watching it a lot, actually. I know. It's so strange (laughs) that, like, we're so opposite on that one thing. I just feel so bad for Nat Wolf that I can't... Yeah. That scene in particular is like there, it starts with like a really quiet moment in the attic where he thinks that he's like escaped. And then you just hear the sound of Mm -hmm. the sawing action. 
Mm-hmm. And then you realize that, like, no, he's not safe. And it's absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah, you're absolutely right to choose that. It's so upsetting. Um, My number three pick is a scene from Paranormal Activity. Ooh. So, like I said, I really enjoy a found footage film. And Paranormal Activity is one of those that is rewatchable and very well done. Like, I don't know. I watched it probably in 2018 or 2019 for the first time. And in particular, Night 21 is the scene that sticks out to me. And it is a really slow sequence where the couple goes to bed and Katie gets out of bed very slowly. She like sits up really slowly and then moves the covers off of her and then stands up and stares at Micah, her partner, for a period of time. And then she walks over to his side of the bed and then stares at him and stands there for hours. And it like speeds up and you just see Mm -hmm. her like swaying because Mm -hmm. bodies just naturally sway when you're just standing in the same position. And so you just like see her swaying until about three in the morning. And then she slowly walks out of the room and then just begins screaming. Mm -hmm. And I just found it extremely unsettling for a variety of reasons. I think the concept of being manipulated during sleep is absolutely terrifying. Um, sleep for me is like a space that you want to feel safe in and you have no control and no ability to protect yourself while you're asleep. And so I find that specific aspect very unsettling for both parties. Like Micah, who is asleep, while being like watched by his possessed partner. Yeah. That's really scary. But also the possessed partner like doesn't know that she's awake. And so I just find that very unsettling because sleep should be a safe time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a really good shout. Yeah. Yeah. And actually the reason I thought of it was because we were chatting about it yesterday when we went out to dinner. Yeah. Will brought it up, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like a perfect example of a less is more approach mm-hmm. where, I mean, she's just standing and watching and then she walks out of view of the camera, but it is so deeply unsettling in the implications that you just unpacked and why it makes you feel very unsafe. Yeah. But it's doing so in a completely psychological way, like sans violence, sans any blood. There's nothing traditionally scary about it or violent about it, but it is very effective, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. My number two, I pulled from the archives because it was something that stuck with me for a number of years. And was burned into my memory since I was a small child. And it is the bathroom scene in season one, episode three of the X-Files. 
an episode that is titled Squeeze. Oh my god. it is the first appearance of Victor Toons, Mm -hmm. the serial killer that can morph his body and, like, squeeze into tiny vents and whatnot Mm -hmm. and get into a room and get you. And I don't remember how young I was when I saw this. It was literally the third episode ever of Mm X-Files. And so I doubt I saw it premiere. I think I couldn't have even consolidated a memory at that age. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) I definitely remember seeing it on TV. Mm -hmm. And the scene in particular that stuck in my memory for years and years and years is Scully. She's at home in her bathroom. And I think she's like drawing a bath or just talking on the phone or Mm -hmm. doing something mundane. And Victor Toombs, he has this obsession with eating livers. It's what gives him his abilities and his longevity. And so he's basically always covered in liver juice in some way. (laughs) And there's a great shot where Scully is looking at her phone or something and this like bile substance drips down onto her hand or into her view Mm -hmm. and she looks up and there's a vent in the ceiling of her bathroom and it's just dripping this yellow this terrible yellow liquid (laughs) and she knows exactly what it means she knows she's in immediate peril but I just remember being very affected by that dripping and oozing Mm -hmm. out of the ceiling as a kid and finding that horrific and just being deeply disturbed by it for a long, long time. And then when I was an adult, I was like, I should find that episode with the the dripping bathroom vent. And I went and revisited it. And it was basically exactly how I remembered it, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But that one really stuck with me. I'm not exactly sure why, but something about the displacement and not being able to escape and just... The grossness, I suppose, always disturbed me. Yeah. And that your home isn't safe. Like, yeah. this guy can get into your house because he's super yeah. tiny. He can squeeze. The, the liver guy's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely a spooky one. So my number two pick is another scene from Hereditary, oh. um, which I really love. And I love thinking about this scene because it scared me so much the first time I watched it that I turned off the movie. (laughs) I was watching it by myself and Mm -hmm. my husband was at a conference and so he was going to be gone a couple more days and I was like, nope. And I turned off the TV and I was like, we'll watch that when he gets back. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. So it is the scene where the sun Peter, played by Nat Wolf, he wakes up in the middle of the night. This is before the sequence in the attic. Yeah. But, like, leading up to it. So he wakes up in the middle of the night, and he, like, must have heard a noise or something. And so he goes, like, Mom? Dad? Like, Mm -hmm. what's going on? And he's trying to just, like, listen. And the room is just so dark behind him. It's just so dark and there's like a little bit of light coming in from his window but so dark and as you spend more time lingering on this shot of nat wolf there is a kind of like a nightgowny structure in the top left corner behind him and you realize that his mom is 
played by Tony Collette, is floating up in that corner. Mm-hmm. And it is a perfect design for a scene mm-hmm. because it is not what you expect when you think of like where someone might be hiding, where something scary might be. It's going to be like on the floor, crouched down, hiding in shadow. You don't mm-hmm. expect to like look up and see that in the background. Um, it's terrifying. I love that scene. I think it's honestly a perfect setup for a good scare, but it's not like a jump scare at all. But it hits you like a ton of bricks once you realize what's happening. And then Tony Collette, <laughs> the more you watch it, the funnier it gets. She like swim <laughs> floats out of the room. it's incredible but so scary so Um, strange yeah just what a good scene i think it was like cinematic genius by ari aster but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah hereditary has so much to choose from though like the seance scene is terrifying yeah anything with that lady in it is terrifying the witch lady yeah yeah she's fucked up but yeah, yeah. lots yeah. to choose from. I know. I set that up perfectly, I guess, by accident when I said literally every scene in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Ari, stop. <laughs> no, don't stop. Don't More, stop, please. Ari. I'm kidding. Please don't stop. <laughs> please never stop. Yeah. All right. So I'm at my number one pick. Mm-hmm. My number one most unsettling scene is... The beach scene from Under the Skin, mm-hmm. Jonathan Glazer's 2013 film, mm-hmm. starling, starring Scarlett Johansson. Have you ever seen this film? I haven't, but I've heard you mention it in passing. Mm-hmm. It's a great film. It's very interesting and definitely has an air of unsettling mystery and building dread throughout the film that is more of a slow burn style, I would say. Like, it's not, there's not huge peaks of intensity the way that there is in Hereditary, for example. Mm-hmm. But there is your experience of watching Under the Skin. I don't want to give too much away since I know you haven't seen it, but I can still explain what is unsettling about it without giving specifics. Mm-hmm. But you're watching Scarlet. Scarlet's character go about her business in Ireland, and it is a very passive observational role that you as the viewer and the camera are taking as you're watching her, like, cruising for guys, or walking around, getting clothes, or basically just doing anything. You are completely passively following her for most of the time. And the more you observe her, the more you start to see her behaviors and habits diverge from normal human behavior. And the scene, if you like didn't already know that something was deeply wrong with her, the scene where it becomes crystal clear is the beach scene, where She's at the shore, and she's been talking to this man that's been living on the beach. And then nearby, a family has been walking on the beach, walking their dog. 
and the dog gets swept into the water, into a riptide, I assume. Mm -hmm. And the mom jumps in after the dog to save it from the riptide, and she gets swept away. And the dad jumps into the water to save the woman, and they have a little toddler who's watching all of this happen on the beach, and the toddler is crying, and the dog and the two adults are getting swept up to sea, and the man that's been living on the beach jumps out there to try to save the man, Mm -hmm. and all this is happening, and Scarlet's just watching completely impassively, watching probably like the worst thing unfold that most people can imagine, and registers none of it whatsoever, Mm -hmm. is completely unresponsive in every way, and the whole time this baby is crying, and people are drowning, and it's this horrible, very realistic scene. Mm -hmm. But it it registers, it doesn't register with her whatsoever. And so there's this frenetic struggle in the water and this emotional struggle with the child crying and then Scarlet just being stock still. And at the end, she basically watches everyone drown and walks away and leaves the baby there. Wow. And it just like cries and cries on the shore. And everything is just terrible. And it is... So disturbing to watch her lack of response in particular. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it justice because there's something with the score and the ambiance up to that point and the general feeling that Jonathan Glazer has built for you up to that point that makes it all just bone-chillingly unsettling Mm -hmm. as a whole. And... I think it takes amazing talent to create that type of feeling, especially with such a simple demonstration of a lack of compassion. And I think he has a deep understanding of how to convey that on screen. And so it was like equal parts impressive and unforgettably unsettling. And so that's why the beach scene from Under the Skin is my number one pick. That's yeah. Unsettling scene. That sounds upsetting. Your description <laughs> yeah. of it, you say you, you, you're you not doing it justice, but your description of it gave me goosebumps. I was like <laughs> nervous from your description. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah. Um, my number one is from Talk to Me, which I know that you haven't seen, so I don't want to give away too much with this scene. So I'll be brief, but it is the possession of... um, Well, so I'll give a little bit of context for the film. Um, It just came to streaming. It's not streaming anywhere for free yet, but it's rentable on Amazon. And... It, is, it tells the story of these Australian teenagers who are able to interact with a haunted object that allows them to communicate and be possessed by spirits. And there is a really disturbing scene in it. And I assume that it is the scene where you said Will was yelling from the other room, like, no, <laughs> stop. Um but it is when 
they're all at a party and they take her, their friend's like younger brother to the party as well. So everyone at the party is like 16, 17 and this kid is like 12, 13 Mm -hmm. and he wants to like use the object and he becomes possessed and there are like some clips of it in the trailer of like his chair being like swept backwards into the window and the window shattering all around him. Um, and there's just some violence in that scene that's happening to this young boy who you feel really connected to as an audience member. Cause he's just a very endearing little guy. And, it is intense. It is probably the most intense violence that I've seen on screen. Mm. It is really upsetting, but so well done. It is a combination of the sound design in that scene, because just prior to then, There's, like, a huge, like, montage of everyone getting, like, possessed, and it's, like, super fun, and there's, like, kind of a weird, quirky score in the background, and then all of a sudden it's, like, silence, and you're just hearing just this violence happening, and it's Mm -hmm. very scary and upsetting and out of control, and it has amazing makeup in the film, like, truly believable wounds and i just don't even know how they accomplished what they did in that scene but it is upsetting and i think about it all the time like Mm -hmm. that film has so many scenes that will just stick with me and that's why i feel so so many complicated things about that film as well because i think in terms of like plot i don't think it had as much on the bone as like other horror films but my God, the way that they told the story and the mm-hmm. way that they visually and cinematically used that space that they created is very original and very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend it if you haven't watched it. It is just a ride and you're going to get on and it doesn't stop. <laughs> so enjoy it while it lasts, I guess. Wow. So that's my number one pick. Very unsettling. Very cool. Do you have any HMs? I do. I have four HMs. Okay. I will just reel them off for you. Okay. So I'm trying to think of what the best order is. I guess I'll just go from the top. My first honorable mention is the scene in The Witch, Robert Eggers' first Mm. movie. And I like to call the scene Black Phillip Chimes In. (laughs) (laughs) Black Phillip! It is my favorite part of that scene, which is why I made it an HM, or it's my favorite scene in that film, which is why I made it an HM rather than on the proper list, because I actually find it more thrilling than unsettling, because this whole time, you don't really know who to believe about what's up with Black Phillip, the goat, and then, um, you know, Black Phillip chimes in and you're like, oh, holy shit, <laughs> yeah. this dude rocks, this is awesome. <laughs> Um, I think that's my favorite part of that movie. Me too. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I want to talk to Black Phillip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. Whisper to me. <laughs> I don't want to talk to Black Phillip. Thank you. He's my favorite character. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's one HM. 
Another HM is the male slot scene from Men, uh, oh, Alex okay. Garland's 2022 20, film, which I don't believe you've seen yet. So no, still not yet. I won't, I won't say much more about it, but if you've seen the film, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is just like, Alex, why did you think of that? <laughs> why did you make me see it? <laughs> oh, man. Thanks a lot, Alex. <laughs> um, my third HM is the scene that I like to call Picture Day with the monolith from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. This is also my favorite scene from that movie, and I think it's deeply unsettling in a very um, um, nebulous way. It is the scene where the monolith has been uncovered on a planet and a bunch of astronaut people gather around to have their photo taken with it. But it takes a long time for them to like file down into the pit and arrange themselves and get ready for the picture. And the entire time, you're being treated to this intensely unsettling score with really strong choral components, mm-hmm. like operatic mm-hmm. chorus, I guess you could call it. And the combination of watching all these people file towards something that you know is untrustworthy while that score is playing over top of it. And then they're just like crowding around it Mm -hmm. and getting really close to this thing. And you're just like, wow, this is dread inducing watching Mm -hmm. this mundane activity with uh, these sinister undertones and very sinister overtones auditorially yeah so that's why i love picture day with the monolith in 2001 (laughs) space picture day and um my final hn is i mean it could be any scene where this guy appears but i would say the one that i think about is the scene from the haunting of hill house Mm -hmm. the mike flanagan series mm-hmm. anytime the tall man is gliding around yeah <laughs> like specifically i think there's a scene where the young boy i forget his name is it luke luke yes thank you is he hiding under the bed and he can mm-hmm. see the tall man, man's feet like hovering just hovering yeah mm-hmm. hovering and gliding it's such an it's upsetting disconcerting it's for so sure. upsetting but yeah, anytime where that happens, but specifically that one, because the POV just really adds yeah. to the unsettling nature of what the tall man is up to. So yeah, those are my four HMs. On that same thread, I really like when Luke is an adult and he sees the tall man outside yeah, and it's like floating towards him, but it's backwards. Like you can't mm-hmm. see his face. And mm-hmm. oh, oh, it's so upsetting. I Mm -hmm. hate that scene. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a great pick. I love all of those HMs. Um, I thought of a couple of additional HMs while we were chatting. Um, So one that I want to shout is actually from a movie that I don't, I didn't like, but definitely stuck with me. So, And I know that other people have really liked this film. It's definitely weird and super experimental. It's the film Skinamarink. Oh, yeah. God, that was just such a weird film. Um, And it's hard to even put my finger on which part was unsettling, because literally the entire thing is unsettling. 
but there is like it, it tells the story of these two kids who are left in their house alone and the house is like kind of multi-dimensional and there's some kind of nefarious entity in the house that is manipulating the children but there is a scene where the little girl goes into her parents bedroom and it looks like her mom is sitting with her back to her on the Mm. bed Mm -hmm. and they're like having a conversation i honestly can't even remember what the conversation was but you know it's not her mom like you know that the mom is like not in the picture it definitely hasn't been in the film and it's just like really nefarious and then i don't think you see the little girl again and it's like just really unsettling mm. but yeah i mean definitely worth a watch if you're like interested in experimental horror because mm-hmm. it definitely is a film that stuck with me and i think it has a lot that it's trying to say like i think it's a about a lot of childhood trauma. I think it's like very much, I don't know. I I actually don't even know how to consolidate my thoughts on that film, but um, it's a weird movie and you might like it and you might not, but it's definitely an artistic endeavor. So yeah, support, support people. Yeah, check it out. Uh, everything's worth a try. It's actually streaming on AMC Plus right now. If you have that, um, I do, but I won't be rewatching it. Um, yeah, I streamed it somewhere. Oh, you watched it? I, I didn't yeah. realize you watched it. I did eventually. I thought it went to Hulu or something. It's definitely streaming somewhere because that's how I watched it. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw it on AMC Plus the other day, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what did you think of it? We haven't talked about it. I think I had a very similar response that to what you just described. Yeah. Um, I definitely felt this expanses of tedium, for sure. Like, I wasn't on edge the whole time, but I also think that is a deliberate choice Yeah. Uh, by the filmmaker. So I certainly respect the endeavor, even if not all of it worked for me. I think the idea was good. The execution was a choice, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm certainly interested to see what that filmmaker does next. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. this was their first full-length film. They've done mm-hmm. shorter films before, but yeah, I mean, definitely interesting, mm-hmm. um, weird, unsettling. <laughs> um, and then the other one that I want to bring up is um, a vignette from VHS, um, the... 2012 film that's the original one right yes Mm -hmm. yep it came out in 2012 and specifically it is well wikipedia calls it the sick thing that happened to emily when she was younger um but it is the one where a long distance couple are having chats like webcam chats Mm -hmm. Um, and she's like describing weird bumps and bruises that she's been getting. And then, um, she like starts saying that like maybe her apartment is haunted and you start Mm -hmm. seeing, she like turns the webcams around sometimes and you'll see like, ah, there's like an alien or a ghost or something in her apartment. 
yeah, it's just a really weird and unsettling vignette. I'm trying, I've definitely seen that, but it's been a long time and I'm trying to remember the resolution of it. I'm reading it on yeah. Wikipedia right now. Yeah, I do remember that one being very disturbing. There's a another one from that from the 2012 one that I remember, yeah. where it's like those guys that go to the bar and they pick out pick up that woman. Yeah, and it's like handheld mm-hmm. um, camera type footage. Yeah, I know which but, one you're talking about. Yeah, I considered revisiting this for the this specific list, but didn't get around to it. Mm. But yeah, while I'm I'm like skimming these synopses and I'm like, yeah, these were all pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Barbarian. Yeah, Barbarian I thought about that a lot. <laughs> I actually specifically almost shouted out the Barbarian trailer, mm-hmm. which I remember describing to you why it really caught my attention. Yeah, in the theater, and it was because of how the sound was mixed in the trailer, which was actually specific to the trailer, and they didn't use that specific mix. In the film itself, so I disqualified it from this list. But if we were just talking about trailers, Barbarian trailer would definitely be on there. Yeah. I think that the scene where Bill Skarsgård has gone down to the basement, and I forget the actress's name, but she is, like, slowly, like, she's, like, calling down to him. She's like, stop, Mm -hmm. like, let's go, let's get out of here. And then she, like, goes down into the basement, too. And it's at a moment in the film where you're not sure if Bill Skarsgård's character is, like, a good guy or nefarious. Mm -hmm. Like, if she's been tricked. Is he luring her down? Yeah. By pretending to be in peril? And that's a very unsettling uh, scene, for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Because there's just so much that you don't know as an audience member. Mm-hmm. I really liked that choice. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I just that just reminded me of one more. Good. Um, another HM I want to shout out is the scene from Insidious, the mm-hmm. first one, where Rose Byrne is, I think, like hanging up laundry or just doing some mundane task in the house. Mm-hmm. But that Tiny Tim song is playing on the record player. Oh. And then I think like a ghost child starts dancing around or something (laughs) insane. But I like just particularly was very unnerved by the pairing of Tiny Tim and the scene. And I was like, they picked the very most like upsetting song Mm -hmm. that might not be upsetting on its face, but when applied in this um, headspace is extremely affecting. So shout out to whoever choose. Whoever chose that needle drop, you uh, <laughs> you outdid yourself. Good job with that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. Man, well, you've got lots of options if you're looking for some spooky, scary picks, some unsettling mm-hmm. picks. Check out uh, all of these. <laughs> Check them out. Report back. Let us know. Did they unsettle you? Did we miss unsettling scenes in any of this content that you have seen? Yeah. Did you find other scenes more unsettling? Mm-hmm. And, What's your um, big nopes? Would you have a beer with Black Philip? I mean, <laughs> let us know. He can hang. He can hang.
Thanks for joining us this week on Friend Diagram. Thank you to Tyler Seek for the creation of our intro and outro music. Did you take any of our recommendations? Have any thoughts on the show? Let us know at frienddiagrampod at gmail.com and we might read your email on a future episode. If you can, please take a moment to rate and review the show on your podcast app of choice. And we'll see you back here, same place, next week. Bye for now.